Welcome to Awesome Season 3, the podcast where we tell you whether a movie is awesome, so-so, or meh. I'm Matt. No, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. I'm LJ. This season, we're screwing with the space-time continuum, uh-huh. so you don't have to. Mm. Oh. Second day. Okay, so here's the problem with the moon landing being a, a cover-up. Which is, yes, as you said, off Mike LJ, it's one government organization, right? NASA or whatever in America who's covering it. But there are too many moving pieces. A conspiracy of tens or hundreds or thousands is impossible to keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, no, yes, I, I, so I, I, is, I 100% agree. Yeah, so though it is one organization... I'm saying why everybody. it's more believable. Oh, but gotcha. at the same time, there are... That people, the fact that the astronauts who went to the moon would have never fucking be like, you're right, it was fake. More give blue. me, give me millions of dollars right now, and I will help you make a documentary about how it was all fake. There, there's, I mean, but so we have people who believe that vaccines cause all sorts of problems. And yeah, it's more believable than your thing, Flat. Is what you're saying? I think. I wonder if uh, if you looked at flat earthers, uh, you know, let's say one out of every hundred thousand persons a flat earther. Mm-hmm. I would say it's like double or triple that that believe the mo- the moon landing is faked. Well, I think that they. I think they have air quotes evidence for what for their for the flat for the Earth being flat. Right, and it's based on like when you drive out to a certain point, and you look the the. It doesn't curve or something, but whatever they do, evidence. Well, whatever, whatever they do, that they just don't go out far enough. No, I think that's a piece of evidence that they use. Not that all of their evidence isn't summed up in that one. Thing. All our evidence, but I know that one of the things that I've heard is like there's a person who tried to prove that the Earth was flat, yeah, and or that the Earth wasn't round, and he drove out to a certain distance, which was like if he'd driven another mile, maybe he would have seen the curving of the Earth. Where he was looking, yeah. but he drove to a point where when he looked out, it was like flat. Right. And then I think he was trying to raise money to uh, get a, a like a balloon that he would <laughs> ride in that would take him up way into the atmosphere or whatever, so he could disprove it. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't raise the money. <laughs> well, so, no, there was a people Netflix. People weren't rushing out there to fund him. There was a Netflix. You think there would uh, be a lot of? You think there would be a lot of? Um, there would be a lot of. Flat earthers who would want to pitch in to prove that they're right. Yeah. Well, are flat earther, earthers rich? You know, you got if you've got ten thousand of them and each pitch in a hundred bucks. I'm going with the flat earthers aren't the sharpest. <laughs> probably don't have the best jobs and probably yeah. But if you have, the richest, if you have ten thousand, say, and Even I don't if know, they all pitch cost, in they, a dollar. They pitch in a hundred bucks or a know, dollar. You know, a $10,000 balloon? That's probably a pretty good balloon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the going rate for balloons these days. Mm. I um, don't even know the going rates for helicopters these days, because I didn't get mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, I'm still waiting for that. Um, but the Netflix the Netflix documentary, was it? Yeah. So there was a guy, they had him, like, create, like, I, I don't remember what the experiment was, but it was, like, two flashlights, okay, and they got them, like, a really long vision, either binocular or telescope or something, and they showed this island or, or some type of landmass at the end of a lake. And he's like, so you agree, Flat Earther, that water is flat, right? 
So therefore, if you're if you're at the edge of the lake and he's at the other edge of the lake and he holds a flashlight up at 15 feet and you're up at 15 feet, you'll see it because you're both at 15 feet and this lake is 17 miles long or whatever it was. So it's got to be equal. And then the guy's like, okay. And then they set it up and he's like, hold the flashlight up. And his buddy's on the other end of the walkie-talkie. I am. He's like, I can't see it. And then they had to raise the flashlight another 20 feet or something to get around the curvature of the earth. And he's like, that's interesting. <laughs> but I bet it didn't change his mind. I'm not, I, I haven't seen the documentary. It probably didn't because I think if you're a flat earther, you're probably just, you're, you'll just keep finding excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you'll just find whatever excuse there Something is. Something wrong with a telescope. Or, or, or like, the elevation of the earth. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it, like, and compare that to, well, like, was he just a few degrees off? Is that the problem? The density of the air over the water reflected the light. Yeah, who who knows? Gravity pulled the light down because light is a physical thing, so gravity impacted it. You know, because... I mean, it's not like they're going to use real math to try to figure it out, given that they're flat earthers, so it's not like they're like, well, gravity pulled the light down. It did? Well, I mean, gravity is not going to... No, it pulled it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, but do you do you, you want to do you want the physics I, on this? I feel like Doctor Drew said something once, and I think it was in relation to um, uh, the anti-vaccination. Oh, he used this as an example of yeah. of it. Something like, um, even if you so, let's say you were to convince somebody that the who is an anti-vaxxer that the flu sh- that, or the shot doesn't cause autism or whatever. Right. Even if you convince him of them of that, that just causes them to dig in in other areas surrounding that. So you might be able to move the needle a little bit, but then it get, becomes issues with other things. It doesn't cause autism, but there's still mercury in the shot, right. which can cause other illnesses. Right. Or there's still uh, they they still use chicken uh, portions of like chicken cells in the shot, and that can cause other you know chicken yeah. pox. They'll just go other areas. Yeah. So it, it was it was something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like anti vaxxers because that, that if you're an anti vaxxer that informs you that. I'm not going to be spending time with you. <laughs> yes, but but as long as the schools let these kids in who haven't been vaccinated, oh yes, that's a problem for your kids. Yes, yes, and 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 it's interesting to watch them. They're making a new law. This is interesting because there's certain doctors who people find out are friendly to the anti-vax community, uh-huh. and they'll write. Dozens or hundreds of of scripts saying uh, this person is uh, can't take the vaccine, and so there's a new law in California, like a doctor can't write more than five or something, or or it, basically it's starting to do the research on who are these doctors yeah. and let's mm. shut them down Good. because what are the odds that you you know Doctor Jones just happened to see you know if, if being allergic to vaccines is one in ten thousand. How did you get a hundred? <laughs> yeah, your clientele have a million clients a year coming through your office. Really? <laughs> all, all of them are just living in San Francisco. Incredible. <laughs> it's kind of like the idea of a soulmate. Like how how is it that everybody's soulmate just lives around the corner from them? Yeah, yeah. So or, you know, seven billion people on the earth, and your soulmate just lives down the street. <laughs> Interesting. The one only, the one and only soulmate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you still have to get vaccines to go to public school, so you would have to go around the corners. You, uh, 
No, I mean, if you have a legitimate, legitimate medical need not to have a certain vaccine, then you can get an exemption to go to public school. Right, but I'm saying you have, but you would have to go around those. The the anti-vaxxers have to cut those, like, go around that. Right. Because you can't just say, because I don't believe in it, they'll be like, okay, cool, here's some, you can do homeschool, here's some private schools, I'm going to let you in the end. Or, or you you can start your own school with other uh, unvaccinated children. That'd be great. That'd be great, just do that, and then just send, like, like, just illnesses in and just watch it happen. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it, though. Is the Black Plague starts at that school. Like, to go to schools or go to certain public facilities or whatever, you have to be, rather than just dictating that everybody must have ABC, if you want to have a choice, fine, but you're now restricted from right. lots of services. Just make sure that you can't get on an airplane. Yeah. That yeah. Would, that you don't have to do this, but you can't, your kids can't go to public schools. You can't, if they're not, you can't go on an airplane. There's just certain public things that you can't do. You can yeah. choose to not... You still have the choice, you just now can't participate in these other activities. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Why do we... It's good and we should force people to vaccinate their kids, but then we don't want our animals or our food to have any vaccines or antibiotics. Because we're afraid of how the vaccines will translate into the meat and affect us. Yeah. I don't know. I want my chicken to have antibiotics. Yes, all the antibiotics. I want it to be healthy. If, I, if I'm giving my kids antibiotics, I mean, well, I th- shouldn't I th- my th- chickens th- be having antibiotics think, also? I also think the the thing with, you know, the more... Yeah, it's cool to have Well, but no, no, but the other part of it, too, is some of the stuff they do with food isn't just antibiotics. It is also, like... Growth hormones. Growth hormones sure. and stuff like that. That I get. Well, the, but it, the antibiotic-free chicken... I, I'm not sure how... Yeah. So the, I might have a disease? Well... It, I don't know how antibiotics in chickens compare to um, antibiotics in humans. Like, you're asking the question as if it's a one-to-one comparison. Yeah, I don't maybe know if it's, it is. Maybe it's not. I, I'm just assuming that antibiotics and vaccines and chickens are for the same purpose, to make sure they don't get certain poultry diseases. That's why humans get these things, so they don't get certain yeah. diseases. I'm assuming it's the same... It's the same um, I could be totally wrong. Right. But. I mean, I know that we were eating chickens for thousands of years before antibiotics were created. But people were also going around without vaccines yeah. for thousands of years before they were created. People were oh, going around without eyeglasses for thousands yeah. of you years. You know what? That's exactly. funny that you bring that up. That actually, if we want to discuss it, actually, segues into something we had discussed discussing last time. It's actually totally true, because kids used to eat more dirt. Yeah. Which is kind of like a vaccine. <laughs> but, but we had, we had discussed talking about time travel in terms of if it were a thing yeah how how much could if we had made it if we had invented time travel mm-hmm. how far forward or backward could we travel in time mm. because the issues are uh diseases well I'm not anything butterfly effect I'm oh. thinking of just like diseases that would have existed language barriers money like all that all that kind of stuff like if you were to try to let's say you wanted to time travel back to Jesus' time, mm-hmm. you would be the sole white person, or we would yes. be the sole white people, uh, spoiler alert, your hosts are white, um, <laughs> uh, in Jerusalem, right. for instance. Holy cow, you would be, you would really stick out. You think, I mean, right now, blonde people stick out when they go to China, and they've still seen, they all have TV, they've seen blonde people. Imagine no one has seen a white person in that area. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, the money, the currency... You can find a workaround. 
because you could probably find currency from different eras. And gold, gems, and jewelry, as long as it's not like modern jewelry, where they're like, what magic did you craft this with? Right. Um, but, so but, current, but gems and, and, and jewelry. Because like, you could so. go back to like uh, the gold rush. And go in, like, we can go back to well, the, the gold, rush, get the pickaxe and stuff. The gold go rush into then gold go into diseases again. I mean, now we are vaccinated from a lot of those. Well, I'm just talking about for purposes of, say, getting, trying to start our nest egg of money. Well, right. if you're starting, let's start with language. If you're starting with English, our modern English, you've got a hard stop somewhere around um, Middle English. Because I've listened to people speak, um, like, Middle English and you can still kind of understand Didn't it. Didn't we do an exercise in Middle English once, uh, or a pre-Middle English? Didn't you have some kind of uh, uh, something that we tried to read and we, we couldn't understand? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing? No, but what can we not learn or acquire medication to protect ourselves? Oh, that's a better question. Yeah, so... Because, because I, mean, I was going to say, middle, now we, I wouldn't even say Middle English. I would say if we did not learn to speak, we would, correctly, we'd be stuck probably somewhere... Only gonna be able to go back three hundred years. But right now, no, I don't even know if we can go back that far because the way they even probably talked language-wise. Now I know I know we would have seventy percent of the same vocabulary. Is our primary objective not to die? Right now, we have the ability to go back for most stuff. We have the ability to go back and learn the language, learn what diseases were there. At some point, we maybe don't have records. So I guess that's the real question. Is yeah. I could prepare and train myself to go... If, if I have knowledge of it, I can have doctors help me get vaccinated for whatever they might have had, and I could study and learn that language. But at what point, I think Matt's question is, at what point can we no longer have enough information to be able to protect ourselves or equip ourselves to go back that I mean, we're talking about lots of antibiotic-free chickens if you go back that <laughs> I know, we might be... I really would say... I, I would still put a cap at... So, originally I was saying Middle English, so it was... It was you know, like 1500s. Yeah, 1500s, 1600s. I would, but still, I would probably, between health concerns and speak and, like, language concerns yeah. and, and understanding... I mean, yes, we have to learn stuff, but it's really... It's hard for us to learn... And being, I would probably still put us right somewhere in the 1700s, probably be a... Now, I, here, here's the I question. think if you learn Latin, because my mom, and that wasn't that long ago, she learned uh, Latin. So, I assume Latin would take you back um, probably like a thousand years, assuming you could... you. I don't. I don't know though. Obviously, there's no audio recordings, and it's only guesses on what it sounded like. But if you visited a true Latin historical scholar and spent five years studying the Latin language, maybe you could pull off going back. Well, I mean, I learned Latin when I was in junior high. Oh, did you? Really? I don't remember very much of it, but they taught it, and I I, I know the basics. Now, mm-hmm. now I don't know that I would speak with the correct accent, w- would this right, be which a, would give me away. Would this be a workaround? You just gradually go back. So what I mean is, let's say we could go back 300 years. Let's say that's the cap from where we're at now. We go back 300 years and right. survive with the information that we have. Can we go back 300 years and then at that point learn the stuff that would have been 100 or 200 years? No, because, no way. Because well, we're, we're, we're all we have to do is keep going back gradually. The scholarship from today's ability to research and do... S- Scholarship and work amongst other scholars is probably taking us back farther than if you went back two hundred years. Yeah, scholarship. Just, but if you I, just I, needed to learn the accent to fit in, 
maybe you because those evolve, things evolve. So if you if we we're talking about Middle English, so if we went back, we couldn't understand what you gave us to read. Mm-hmm. But sometime between that time period <laughs> and now, I can go halfway and I really I mean, learned that. I probably have a better you understanding. You have to think even now, like just in a few hundred years, how much accents and language change because. We all have American accents. We don't have English accents yet. Three hundred years ago, our nation was full of English accents. But if you do, right. a, if you do it, Matt, and so Irish accents, and, you, and now it's all blended into more of an American right. accent. If you do it, Matt, say so do it in small increments. Say so you do it in a year increments. You go back a year at a time, and you spend time there, and you learn. People can tell you about recent history, and you can learn about it. And you, you're right. You're not kind of scholars there that go back decades or hundreds of years, right? But but you They'll could know. conceivably go to some university where You'll the professor was years. teaching Middle English or something. Yep, right. And, and you could go back a year or two, and then you come back, and you go back a year or two further. I think you could honestly go in 50-year chunks. Maybe. Maybe 10, maybe 50. Because you'd still be in the lifetime of that population yep. speaking. Yeah, so you we don't necessarily need historians, you just need to talk to people. Yeah. But, by the way, we would kind of, in a way, be Benjamin Buttoning our lives. Because we would just keep going further back where we keep getting older. Yeah. Well, but I mean... If our, if our, so there's a couple goals, as I mentioned. If our goal is just to survive, that's a different animal from, is our goal to make money. Because there's no need to go back that far if your goal is oh, to yeah. make money. Of course. But You're, just to see how far if you back want, you If you want to make money, go. you could go back to like, just, you could 1980. go. 1980. Yeah, you, you could just, yeah, you could just go back and make some good stock choices or make, uh, or even just go back a few. You could go back a year and make money. What do you mean? Make you a ton could, of money. I could just, right now, you could go back two weeks and yes, make massive money. Which, all you have to do is go back and see which IPO did really well. Go put all your life savings in it. It goes up a hundred times. Yeah, easier. All you have to do is go back to the last lottery. Yeah, and pick and pick the lottery. I was say you could. I mean, you could just go back to. You could just go back to Saturday and take all your all the money you have and put them down on smart NFL bets right. and make a shit ton of money. Those weird NFL bets, right? Like, who recovered the ball first? And yes, and, and just make a shit ton of money and you're like, oh. All cool. you have to do is really know anything that is for certain. <laughs> yes. Because even if the odds are 10%, okay, I'll put a million dollars down on it and I'll get... Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't need to know when Apple got huge. All I need to know is that it got huge. So if Apple stock is for sale, buy it. No, what you do, well, right? Because you, 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 you don't have to go back to. Oh, I need to be one of the first people. You could just go back to. You know what? I'm going to go back just to like '98 when Apple was still. That wasn't huge, huge. Before, I mean, you, all you have to do is pretty much go back before the iPhone really hit, and you could probably. Get decent stock. I think I'd go yeah. back and invest in uh, the company that created the TurboGrafx 16. All you need is any guarantee. It doesn't matter what. Go, it is. go back to if Amazon, I go back to when Amazon just sold books and buy stock in it. If go I, back to when Google was just a search engine. <laughs> if I guaranteed you that if you gave me a hundred dollars, I would double it. Hundred percent chance. You'd give me a hundred dollars all day. Why not? Yeah. What well, you like? Perfect. You could, you I don't need a hundred rate of return. Double it. That'd be you know awesome. You, honestly, be honestly, you don't even have to actually bet your own money. You can go back with no money. Just and become, the, become a stock advisor yes, and in the sixties. Become a stock advisor. Become someone who just hangs out at sports, like at the sports yeah. betting bar, and just be like, "Hey, you know what? You give me here. Resign this. You give me five percent of your winnings. 
I'll tell you who to bet on. Well, and like, all the people keep winning off of you, you're going to keep making money just without you having to spend a dollar of your own. There's yeah. a guy who was one of the first investors of Apple, maybe one of the co-creators, not Steve Jobs and not Wozniak, yeah. who sold his share of the company, which was like in 1978 or something, uh-huh. or in 1980, and he sold, he had like, I don't know, 10% of the company, I think, and he sold it for like a thousand bucks, and that share is now 500 million or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll give you two grand. Yeah, I'll buy your I'll buy your share for two thousand dollars. But but that lends the problem is I've got to get nineteen eighty one, you know, money. Yeah, go back and buy a few shares of um, oh what is that brick Minecraft? Go buy a few shares oh. of Minecraft from Mojang before they sold to my to Microsoft for two for ten billion or whatever they sold them. I would for. go back and create Minecraft. But see, <laughs> if you do the increments, you're talking about money. You just go back to the time because money never just went. And, well, I don't think it did. Switching type immediately, right? So you just go back to one of those transitionary phases where maybe they're still using gold coins, but they're also starting to use some kind of paper tender. Yeah. And you go back and you say, look, I have all this paper tender. I kind of want to get some of the old school gold. And then you take that, and then you go back farther, and you go, look, I've got all this gold. I kind of want to buy some nails and then you or some pelts, because whatever they're trading, I don't know what right. they're trading. Yeah. Purple, silk, saffron. And people might look at you weird, like, well, why do you want to... Okay, I'll give you pelts. Honestly, the hardest thing, really, about going back in time would be our comfort. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, you can go back, like, you can go back to, like, the 40s. Okay, that's okay. But at a certain point, you're going to go, like... But what's our goal? Why are, we, why are we going back? Like, is there no. a point you're going to be like, I sleep? Let's just say school. surgery anywhere past 1950 was no anesthetic. So, <laughs> let's just not... I mean, right. I'll go back for a weekend, but I'm not going back to get my appendix removed. Well, the beauty of time travel is, assuming that we have a device that's, you know, limitless. Yeah. You go back, if something happens to you where you need surgery, you just come back to the... You actually go to the future where surgery is a pill. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I just swallow nanobots, they go and they repair everything. Because yeah. I was like, because comfort would be the... Because I'm just thinking, I was just thinking of just silly things in just even our own history of just like, oh, the organ trails, like, yeah, but life sucked. Like, <laughs> if you could go back, here here's a question I just thought of. You get to choose. You go back to the beginning of creation, mm-hmm. or you go to the the end of creation. <laughs> Why would you want to go to the end? You just you get to view, you get to go and view like either one. Not that you're going to you go see the desolation of yeah. humanity. You don't well, wait. It depends on again. It depends on what you mean the the end of. All creation, because if you're talking about the heat death of the universe, for the last couple billion years, it's pretty boring as the as the little specks of atoms just slowly float away from each other and cool down until they stop moving. So there's billions of years worth, assuming that's how it ends, and the Lord doesn't end it himself, but if he just lets it die out naturally while we're somewhere else, then it just, it's boring heat death Another of the planet? Year. No, 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 no. Like if if he if 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 heaven is obviously a, it, it, not it, if it is, but it is obviously a different realm than Earth and this universe. So if he just says, "I'll let the universe go once man is off of it," then the heat death of the universe at the end of creation, if you will, is very boring. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just all the planets have dissipated into specks, and they all come okay. to a stop in, over billions of years of time. Okay. Well, Dave's essentially made this conversation boring, talking about heat death. <laughs> By the way, how can there be heat death? The 
we're not getting hotter. <laughs> no, it's the heat death. Everything cools to zero. Okay, hang on. Okay. Going back to the now that sort of going back. So, uh, so you're voting for a scene creation? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes. Yeah, I was going to say, going back, I was like, so, yeah, scene creation, right? Especially if it follows the seven days? That would be awesome. He's like, bam, planets, day one. <laughs> now cover it with greenery. <laughs> now animals that don't know how to eat you yet. I'd be like, I just want to learn how to fly. I could pet a lion. It'd be great. You, you want to learn now. how to fly? I just want to learn how to fly. Wait, you, like a plane or like Superman? Like Superman. I don't think you, that's something that you learn. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I had the ability to go back and forth in time, I feel like I'd probably have the ability to teach myself how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that okay, works. Okay, what do you think is harder to conquer? Time travel or learning to fly? <laughs> <laughs> learning to fly. Well, I, I <laughs> mean, <laughs> if we're really going to talk impossibilities. Which impossibility do you think is harder? Time travel or learn to fly? Fly. Well, since, both, since both of them... Time travel, because I think time travel... Uh, this, learn to fly is also impossible, but I think if there's such thing <laughs> it's as... It's more impossible. If there's something as more that could be more impossible, it's got to be time travel. Because could you not micro-evolve into having webbed arms no. that I could flap really... You would, you, would ha- you would have to live... Actually live, not go to different time periods. You would have to, have to live for... No, millions not, of years. I'm not, right, but we will never tra- time time travel. We'll no, I know. The What's the largest theoretical animal there is? Condor or some type of... Now or... Now. Okay. Um, dinosaurs. Some type of condor or something. Yeah. Um, Albatross or something. Something with a really big wingspan. Bigger than an eagle? <laughs> oh, yeah. Since okay. many ones bigger but than an eagle. But if I lost weight and I slowly evolved into something thinner and I had webbed arms that I could flap really fast like a bird and maybe take flight or jump off a, I could jump off a cliff and almost have like a built in wingsuit and pseudo fly. foot wingspan. I think it's more. What's the heaviest <clears throat> flying bird? I think it's more. An airplane. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's more likely that I would somehow evolve into a flying creature than I would ever learn how to. Should we reveal to our listeners that we've all smoked weed tonight? <laughs> well, the reason, but the reason is for you to evolve okay, that so way. Yes, both are The heaviest flying bird is the you have to live for buster. millions of years. Uh, right. Yeah. Of Africa. Males weigh about 18 kilograms. Females, about half of that. No, in, in American dollars, travel, what's 18 kilograms in pounds? You literally have to live. I know, but if, but if you knew how to time travel... You might be able to figure out how to live forever. That, well, that's what I say. And then by living forever, you right. Could... That that would be what you have to do. You have to come up with the uh, secret okay. to yeah. eternal life or something. The other problem is e- even so, the heaviest bird, flying bird, is eighteen kilos. Now that's forty pounds. So the heaviest bird that can fly. So first so of all, act like you don't know how a kilo to pound when you're selling all your cocaine. Okay, currently living, but what about dinosaurs? But even still, you still have to keep your brain uh, wet, so to speak. What did I do with anything? Wait, huh? Okay, Wait, I want I want more information. <laughs> Jay, so, please stop ending but, sentences without explanation. So let's say we mock you. Let's say the heaviest. Let's say the, somehow the heaviest bird that ever was lived oh. was two hundred pounds, like sure. a, a pterodactyl or something. Okay? okay, but there's still their body structure was was made to emphasize. Chest muscle and wingspan, not keeping the brain with all the electrolytes and all the chemicals that's needed to keep the brain going. So you got to take like the 
the smartest animal and combine it with the heaviest flying animal, I don't see overlap there. That's how you become a fly. You, you put your brain into the, the body of an of a now, now, eagle. Guess how big the largest eagle nest ever recorded was. <laughs> I'm just eagle. And, <laughs> and guess how much it weighed. Wait, 200 pounds. The largest no. eagle's nest? Eagle's nest. Just uh, the width first. So they're probably using sticks. No. Nope. Uh, width. Width and feet. Uh, 20 feet. Yes. That on. It was 20 feet wide. Wow. Guess how much it weighed. 20 feet of, of oh, sticks. sticks. And, and at least, you know, several feet deep. And I don't even know what they put it on. Was it on top of a building or something? I have no idea. A bridge? I don't know. <laughs> Wait. Um, 350 feet. Or pounds. I, I'll say 500 pounds. Two tons. What? 4,000 pounds of sticks? 4,000 pounds. <laughs> a lot of sticks. That's a big, big eagle's nest. Wow. Uh, how does that relate to human flight? Because I was searching heaviest eagle. Eagle packs. <laughs> um, uh, guys, um, we got it. Nice heaviest eagle weed. weighs up to 20 pounds. Right. Well, this this African buzzard, whatever it was, was uh, a 40-pounder. So, but yeah, you got to go back to when uh, dinosaurs ruled the earth. Then you could be a, a pterodactyl, a really smart pterodactyl. The Cory Now, what if... There is no such thing because the body is made up for the chest, but not the electrolytes in the brain, Dave. <laughs> exactly. I still don't understand Dave's wet brain thing. <laughs> well, I mean, he's worded it weird. Rather than saying, the problem is our bodies are meant to keep our brains functioning while other animals... All they care about is muscle and sur- like their muscles and surviving. Yeah, hunting, so, hunting, and so it's easier for other why other animals are just better physically than we are. At I'm the just saying because their bodies are meant for it. Where our bodies I, are meant. I think it's for, more likely that I could evolve down to a small forty or fifty pound human that could take some form of flight. Yeah, then I'll ever figure out how to travel in time. I would agree with that. I would you agree too. I, I definitely agree that both are absolutely preposterous. You know what? I, I, I would agree. That I'm going to download my consciousness into an African buzzer. Thing. <laughs> I'm going to bet you a billion dollars that you'll discover time travel before flight. Boom. <laughs> okay, guys, it's recorded. So it is recorded. When, when, when Slashers... When Slash flies in here one day, <laughs> you just hear a crash through the window. <laughs> a 40 pound bald, winged Slash. Slash is going to crash in the windows because his brain will have shrunk so much because his body is needed. My, my brain, fly, my brain and he's not even going to remember the bet. My, my brain will have dried out, it will yeah. no longer be wet. <laughs> But we'll get you some Gatorade. The wet brain thing is actually a reference to uh, well, married, of course it is. married with children. Al needed money, so he had to. He, so he decided to donate blood, and he said, "No, I swear, the only thing you have to do is keep your brain wet." And so he kept drinking beer to keep the brain wet. I remember that episode <laughs> or that particular joke, at least. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I always like to I always like to end an episode with a Married with Children reference. So, well, yeah. should we discuss next week's uh, movie? Well, speaking of comedies, next week we're uh, we're watching um, what's it? Hot what's Tub it? Time Thank Machine. You. Like whatever that movie is, that comedy time travel movie about hot tubs. I thought I I, I remember this being a popular movie. So uh, you we'll didn't see, see it, it like in the theater? No, in the theater. I know I've never seen it at all. Huh. So yeah, let's see he's, how it goes. He's just heard about it now. 
No, I've heard about. I, I'd heard about it that it was good. So. Do you know any of the actors? I thought it was like an Adam Sandler film. Almost uh, close. It's so. Dale from The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Corddry, John Cusack, and that kid from The Office. Although that's not what he's mostly known for. Oh, uh, Clark Clark uh, uh, Duke. I think. Yeah. <coughs> but he was one of the interns in the final. Yeah, of the he's. Office. That's all what he's known. I don't for. recognize like. Well, obviously John Cusack I recognize, but wow, those names and Dale and, from the office and Dale from the office. Now, I've seen him live comedy. Wasn't that great? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Right. I've just learned that most actors who do stand up aren't always the best at stand up anymore. Best if they do stand up and then come back to stand up rather well, than it's speaking of which Eddie Murphy. But um, yes. it's possible. I don't know. Maybe he was a stand up before he did the office. Yeah. He might not have been a good one before. Well, let's talk about the movie next week. All right. Later. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Awesome Podcast. If you enjoy us, please tell a friend and read or review us on iTunes. This has been a Carry Around a Production.